Welcome to the Frank Mink Show. On this week's Sober Truth with Frank Mink, we discuss the topic of police overstepping their boundaries, breaking our trust, and using their personal cell phones to snap video and stills, even sound bites, like a trophy even, of our arrests, our interrogations, and oftentimes at our lowest moments in life. You know, this is the weekly drop called The Sober Truth. This is Frank's opportunity to share with you what's happening, current events, what he's thinking about, what's troubling him, and to keep you all in touch with what we're doing and what our future guests of the show will be, etc. We totally appreciate you checking us out and tuning into the very first Sober Truth with Frank Meek. As always, I am Goldie, Frank's co-host. Let's talk about it, Frank, on The Sober Truth. How you doing, brother? Hey, Goldie. I'm good, man. And thanks, everyone, for tuning into this week's podcast. I'm calling in today from the road. I'm out doing a speaking tour, but I never want to miss the opportunity to share with you and the listeners the sober truth. And this week's drop is about police overstep in ways that often aren't talked about. This week, I'm sickened to discover that the officers in the Tylee Nichols case took video and pictures and sent it to their friends and fellow officers. Oh, it's, this is ridiculous. This is the same thing that happened with the Kobe Bryant chopper, right? The, 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 that sheriff that, that took all those photographs and they leaked out. It's terrible. Um, this is really important. This is, this is fucked up. I mean, we're talking about the police, you know, a, a, attending to their job and then completely overstepping their boundaries by taking their cell phone out and snapping that photograph. So I'd love you to tell me what you know, Frank, in, in some yep. cases uh, that this has happened. Again, there on our taxpayer dollar, they're taking pictures of us for personal reasons um, on our dollar at our lowest in our lives. You know, either someone's dead, someone's been brutalized. You know, so I want to remember that, you know, these people are, are they're paid to be our servants and they're taking pictures of us at our lowest point, at sometimes the lowest point in our lives. And, and so I think we need to really make that the message, you know. Um, we know this isn't all police. But the problem is that, that we've given the power and the leeway to be able to be this way and for bad cops to really abuse uh, this, uh, the system right now. Understood. So g- give me an example of one of the more recent um, uh, perpetrations of this, where the police respond to a call and they do whatever they do at the call, and then they snap some photographs and, and get away with it and use it uh, to, to their benefit or amongst their friends. I mean, wasn't there most recently with the incident in Memphis? Memphis. The Memphis case is the most recent, okay. where after they brutalized that man and, and basically beat him to death. You're talking about Terrell. Uh, Terrell, yeah. Yep. Um, they took pictures of it and sent it to friends of theirs um, and maybe even girlfriends. That's horrendous. And and so, yeah, it's absolutely, it's, again, it goes back to that occupying force mentality that a lot of uh, police unfortunately have in them because, you know, again, they went over and fought in a war over a lie in Iraq. And they got this uh, us versus them mentality training for four or five years, however long they did their tours. And now they're coming home and doing four months of training to be police officers. And I'm telling you that training that they had that was life or death training has stuck with them more than them four months of police training. And, and this to me sometimes reminds me of soldiers taking pictures of their trophies. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's, again, the culture that's being built around. 100%. 
100 yes. and so i guess i guess the most important thing is what is there anything in place uh to protect us as citizens right now in most in most police departments there is no there's nothing this this type of stuff again i'm generalizing a little bit is is high-fived and it's a part of the camaraderie is swapping these pictures back and forth these memes of us um and, and this is this is the uh again the culture that's built and that's why i think that if this becomes so there is no real solution yet and and i think this is one of those ones where police can have uh, the higher-ups can really have a good chance of stepping in and starting to make this known that this is not acceptable. I would say all. it's it's an instant grounds for removal from duty. Absolutely. Oh, I do too. You you have betrayed our trust. 100%. You're supposed to be serving serving us, and then you're gonna, you know, film my son who's been hit by a car or whatever, and he's you know, and you send that around. And now there's also been you know the Kobe Bryant one was where the, the cops were showing the picture around the bar. They were yep. showing that picture around a bar. That's horrendous. Um, there was just a case in um, San Rafael, California. They caught some uh, Latino guys drinking. It's like a Friday, midday, whatever it was. And uh, cops come over and start harassing them. And the cop wind up saying, um, let me see your ID. And the, the, this gardener, who's known in the town for being the town gardener, uh, this Latino guy was like, oh, okay. And he kept trying to get up to get his ID out of his back pocket. And whenever he would try to stand up to get the ID, the cops saying, don't stand up. And he doesn't understand all the conflict, the conflicting things you're telling him to do. So he finally just stands up to try to get the ID. And this cop beats the shit out oh. of this, this man. Literally, I mean, and, and what we can do is we're going to show, I'll share these videos, uh, you know, on our website and however we can of these videos. Anyway, they beat this man. And then when he gets done, in the back of the car, the cop come up with his personal phone, and we know this now because I'm going to tell you how we know this. With his personal phone, goes up and takes a picture of it to send to his friends of this brutalization he did to this guy's face. It's just mangled. Um, now to the activism, I actually called that police department and uh, talked, and I should have gotten his name. He was a sergeant. Um, I talked to him. Um, you know, that's one of the activist things I do is that I call police departments when they're not behaving well. I get the call and talk to the sergeant at the Sam Raphael uh, Police Department, who told me right away that that man had been fired. He had just been fired that morning. The video had been released like two days earlier. Um, I called and uh, the sergeant said he's been fired. Uh, what he did is unacceptable. This is the policing we're trying to change. And I was shocked. I was like, not shocked. I'd heard this from other cops. I mean, that too. sounds like a step in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was just like, okay, well, you know, I was calling to complain. He goes already taken care of he's been completely fired um you know they're you know he was a really good cop and it was one of those nice. ones you like to hear and see so, it would yeah. be nice to follow through to make sure that that wasn't lip service though i'm sorry to say that but i mean i literally just don't trust no. these people oh yeah i don't either I, I and there's times where they let them resign that's another thing we're gonna look at where these cops do these bad things and then they resign so they can just go get hired somewhere else because yeah. if they get fired yeah it's, it's, it's like it's like placing a priest in another church yeah, after the uh, bad behavior it's it's there's no difference okay very good so one of the things we can do also is just to announce that we have the frank mink show at gmail.com is our current email address love to hear from the listeners their ideas of what repercussions police should face 
should they do something on this level? It's not brutality. I guess it would be emotionally in many ways, but it's mm-hmm. not a physical thing. They're not uh, overstepping their boundaries physically or pushing you against the wall, beating the shit out of you, all this horrible stuff. But what they are doing is they're violating and breaking this trust between us, the citizens, who they're supposed to be protecting. And they're not offering protective services. In fact, in many ways, they're harming us by taking out their phones and grabbing a snapshot, their little trophies, and setting it out on social media and and really not only hurting but embarrassing and potentially causing financial disruption as far as work goes etc etc so i'd love to hear from our listeners once again that's the frank meaning show at gmail.com you can email us there with any thoughts or ideas that you have um frank moving on just a little bit with the kobe bryant situation with those photographs mm-hmm. what was the end result did the police officers or officer in question is, has that ever ha- found a result i believe there was some guys that were suspended uh, for a little bit of time. And, uh, other than that, um, you know, the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department and their union stood up for these guys and said they did nothing really wrong and that it was inappropriate. And that was it. That was kind of the, the end of it all. So, yeah, that doesn't seem to be uh, enough in my, in my opinion, so many people right now stepping up and saying, we want this police culture to change, you know, it's just because we want things to be better between us we want to trust them you know what right. i mean and we we have to get that word out that this isn't this they're all super bad and, and we need some real safeguards from our civil servants that that things are going to start changing with the with the attitude towards us and the just the the occupying force mentality towards towards us and uh, this is a good a good start to a good change that they can really start looking at. Hundred percent, and I like I said, I look forward to hearing what people have to say about this because I think this is this is quite serious, and I think it's also important that we can do what we can. And, and Frank, you brought up a great point. To walk me through the process. So you um, you live in, in a small community or a large community. Something takes place by the police that's just totally inappropriate, and you start calling the police department. Talk to me about that. What's what is what's the move there? Okay, no, and and a lot of people have different. Some people call and are just belligerent and scream and, and, and the cops, you know, obviously don't like that, but it also looks, I think it looks a little bad, but then also I think that's people's freedom of speech. Do what you want. That's not my activism. My activism is I call and I say, you know, I like to say, I either call and say, can I ask for the officer, whatever is the officer that's involved in the state case, right? And they'll usually say, oh, you know, he's on duty or, you know, we can't talk right now. Can I put you somewhere else? And I say, yeah, well, I'd like to make a citizen's complaint. And then that usually opens the door to, well, you have to do this, or what's the complaint about? And then you say, well, I, I watched the video today. Um, I, I, I believe the video is try to get the data. When, don't think that the video is brand new, because sometimes the video is actually six months old or a year old. It's just coming to light now. So the cop might know, not even know that that video is online yet. Being Sometimes they don't. So anyway, you have to make sure you get all the information you can on the video. So you don't, so you have the information when you're talking, saying this happened, this date, these officers did this to that person. Uh, you know, I'm saying that we're, we want change in policing that you don't think it's okay to treat other citizens this way. And, uh, and that's kind of the way I do it. And I then see. I also ask, I also ask them, would you like, are, are, do you believe officer that there should be some police reform? That's always a good one because you get to get the feel of the person that you're talking to because sure. when they're like, no, 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 you know, then you go, okay, this is, you know, this is a cop's cop who thinks cops do nothing wrong. And then you have like good civil servants who go, yeah, I do think there should be some changes. And, and many times I'll go into conversations with them. Well, do you think this should be changed? And they always say, I, I can't talk about that. You know what I mean? 
but a lot of them know, you know, they know there should be changes. Gotcha. So, so uh, that, that's, that's a great advice. And, and I think uh, it's something that they can feel good too. I mean, you, you, we all know those of us listening, we've tuned in for a reason, right? I mean, we all know that there's something amiss. We all know that things aren't right. And look, this whole podcast, this whole adventure that we're on, Frank and I, uh, and you is really not just a one trick pony. It's not just to beat up on the police. It's not just to expose what's wrong in the police department. It's also to expose what's right. It's also to expose how do we react to what's wrong, but it's also very much so how do we react? How do we as citizens react? What can we do to enact the changes necessary for this particular subject? Now, the same thing can be said for the other side of what we're doing here. The other side of what we're doing here is we're interviewing really important people within our society and internationally who are enacting change in their own ways. Uh, and we, we also have some more episodes coming out your way uh, in the near future with other important figures who have nothing to do with police reform, but have everything to do with being in our society and having a thought of how we can make it better. And Frank's guidance is a really important thing for me, for, for our guests, and for you, because he spends the time. He is in the service of others. That is, that's your role, right, Frank? That's your, that's your game. That's my job. I, it's my job. I have a I have a, a, a new employer in life, and that new employer is is my God, my concept of God, and uh, his his job for me on this planet is to uh, keep moving this conversation. For one, yes, activism. That activism is standing up for others. When you truly are standing up for others, you can truly uh, affect change in in the world. Totally. Um, and so it's. It's also getting outside of yourself and you stop thinking about yourself. It's also a very spiritual uh, thing to do for me. And I know for a lot of others that, that are doing this. So, um, Great. so absolutely. And, and to do, to also do this podcast, because like this tribe that we are becoming, which is America, we're still a young tribe and we're just merging. Like we have to get over some of these humps. And, and one of the things we have to get over is, that if you look back at every great black civil rights leader for the last 75, 80 years, they've all talked about one same thing. I mean, it all had their own little niches, but they always talked about police brutality. And I'm just saying that this is the time, the time for us to listen and say, yep. maybe it is time that they were right. And it's time for us to really take a look at some things, especially when we have mass incarceration. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the things I wanted to also just uh, point out that we're not being sponsored anyway, I'd love to be, but uh, on Netflix right now, there's an amazing documentary called Mission Joy, Finding Happiness in Troubled Times. And the reason I bring it up is it's um, an amazing, amazing documentary with Desmond Tutu and the Dalai Lama and their incredible friendship. But the takeaway from it, and I'm not giving anything away here, is, is all about being in service of others. I mean, truly, the mission of joy is to to is not selflessness it's that's not it it's to be in service of others and and so it's amazing for me to the trajectory my life is, has taken and for you to be in my life now frank uh, is sort of you know i i'm sleeping better at night knowing that i spend time taking care of other people i've, I've never experienced mm -hmm. that before and this is an amazing journey and it's cool that we have a podcast now where others can have this moment right there with me who, you know, someone takes a slip and fall, you kind of go the other way. You know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm more willing to put my hand out now and go, yo, let me help you out. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So that is this week's discussion. It's the sobering truth with uh, Frank Mink about uh, what's going on most recently in the police uh, game with uh, the taking of photographs and, and overstepping the boundaries and, and breaking the trust between us and them. 
I'd love to hear what you have to say. I know Frank wants to hear it as well. That's the Frank Ming Show at gmail.com. And then tune in next week. We'll definitely have another Sobering Truth episode as well as very likely information on our very first interview podcast, which will be very likely uh, right around the corner as well. So we're trying to get our shit together here. Um, we, we came on the scene rather quickly because we want to get the word out and get the ball rolling and start making some positive change in our world. And uh, we couldn't do it just talking about it. We had to do it talking about it with you. See you next time. Frank Meacham. Yeah.